baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. Mr. Muller finally speaks. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. I am making that decision myself. No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. But what did he say? Robert Mueller said to us today is, here's the ball, guys. You run with it if you think that it's appropriate to impeach because that's the only constitutional option against President Trump. Now Mueller has spoken uh, and, and says he won't say anything more. So I think this is going to quell some of that firestorm. What I saw here, I mean, was, was a man who is sticking to the letter of the law. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. Special Counsel Robert Mueller says there were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election and that deserves the attention of every American. Let me begin where the appointment order begins and that is interference in the 2016 presidential election. Mueller made the comments as he ended a 10-minute statement about his two-year investigation into Russian election interference and obstruction of justice. Mueller detailed that meddling in an indictment last year charging 12 Russian military intelligence officers with hacking Democratic email accounts. As alleged by the grand jury in an indictment, Russian intelligence officers who were part of the Russian military launched a concerted attack on our political system. The indictment alleges that they use sophisticated cyber techniques to hack into computers and networks used by the Clinton campaign. They stole private information and then released that information through fake online identities and through the organization WikiLeaks. The releases were designed and timed to interfere with our election and to damage a presidential candidate. And at the same time as the grand jury alleged in a separate indictment, a private Russian entity engaged in a social media operation where Russian citizens posed as Americans in order to influence an an election. These indictments contain allegations, and we are not commenting on the guilt or the innocence of any specific defendant. Every defendant is presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. The indictments allege, and the other activities in our report describe, efforts to interfere in our political system. They needed to be investigated and understood, and that is among the reasons why the Department of Justice established our office. That is also a reason we investigated efforts to obstruct the investigation. The matters we investigated were of paramount importance. It was critical for us to obtain full and accurate information from every person we questioned. When a subject of an investigation obstructs that investigation or lies to investigators, it strikes at the core of their government's effort to find the truth and hold wrongdoers accountable. Let me say a word about the report. 
The report has two parts, addressing the two main issues we were asked to investigate. The first volume of the report details numerous efforts emanating from Russia to influence the election. This volume includes a discussion of the Trump campaign's response to this activity, as well as our conclusion that there was insufficient evidence to charge a broader conspiracy. And in the second volume, the report describes the results and analysis of our obstruction of justice investigation involving the president. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation. And we conducted that investigation and we kept the office of the acting attorney general apprised of the progress of our work. And as set forth in the report, after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. The introduction to the volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Those points are summarized in our report and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. And beyond department policy, we were guided by principles of fairness. It would be unfair to potentially it would be unfair to potentially accuse somebody of a crime when there can be no court resolution of the actual charge. So that was Justice Department policy. Those were the principles under which we operated. And from them, we concluded that we would, would not reach a determination one way or the other about whether the president committed a crime. That is the office's, that is the office's final position and we will not comment on any other conclusions or hypotheticals about the president. We conducted an independent criminal investigation and reported the results to the Attorney General as required by department regulations. The Attorney General then concluded that it was appropriate to provide our report to Congress and to the American people. At one point in time, I requested that certain portions of the report be released the Attorney General preferred to, make that, preferred to make the entire report public all at once. And we appreciate 
that the Attorney General made the report largely public, and I certainly do not question the Attorney General's good faith in that decision. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. I am making that decision myself. No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully and the work speaks for itself. And the report is my testimony. I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. In addition, access to our underlying work product is being decided in a process that does, that does not involve our office. So beyond what I've said here today and what is contained in our written work, I do not believe it is appropriate for me to speak further about the investigation or to comment on the actions of the Justice Department or Congress. And it's for that reason I will not be taking questions today as well. For many people, this is the first time they've ever even heard him speak. Analysis now of Mueller's words. First, from Chris Vlasto, who heads up ABC News Investigations Unit. He did testify as FBI director uh, multiple times, but I think that was 20 years ago or 10, 15 years ago. What I saw here, I mean, was, was a man who is sticking to the letter of the law. And, and he conducted this investigation without leaks. He, uh, there was nothing out of that office, and he's staying true to what he has always believed. I think what's interesting out of what I saw here is that the two points, he reinforced not only the notion about that he couldn't charge the president with obstruction because he is the president, but he also said there was insufficient evidence on on the collusion question he, he didn't he doesn't exonerate the trump campaign from that he just says the words insufficient evidence which is what a prosecutor would say so in in terms of for the president you know this was very stark uh uh, uh statement now why doesn't he want to answer questions that is going to be what we're going to be looking at for a while here well, Mueller's own words are going to have some real weight. He, he, he was indicating he does not want to appear before Congress. He wants this to be the last he says. For his part, ABC News political director Rick Klein says Mueller sent a strong signal he does not want to be heard from again. I think a key part of the argument that Democrats in Congress have had is, look, Mueller should be allowed to speak and, and to state his mind and to state his view of these things and not let the attorney general speak for him. Now Mueller has spoken. Uh, and and says he won't say anything more. So I think this is going to quell some of that firestorm. I think Mueller was trying to have the last word here. And I think to some extent, in terms of his own words, he may be successful. But in terms of the issues he raised, it only raises more questions. And I think the scrutiny, particularly on what he said, uh, uh, reiterating that it was department policy and not the underlying investigation that, that resulted in the decision not to recommend charges, uh, and his very stark statement now publicly, as he has said in writing before, uh, that if they had found that the president did not obstruct justice, they would have said so. Those are pretty strong and stark words to, to leave lingering, and it's not going to be something that Democrats in Congress are just going to ignore. Why did he do it now, Rick? 
I, I don't know the answer to that. It's, it's so odd, Aaron, in a town where everything seems to leak that nothing ever leaked around Robert Mueller, uh, not least the way he decided to wrap this up. We know that the office was winding down its operations. This was coinciding with uh, him deciding to resign his position. But to have this random Wednesday after Memorial Day weekend, no one saw this coming other than to think that this just seemed like the time that Mueller thought he wanted to have his say and to be done with this and to, to give what he hopes will be the last word. ABC's Rick Klein, our political director, and and Chris Vlasto is with us, who runs the investigative unit here at ABC News. Importantly, this came with no new announcement. There will be no further charges from Robert Mueller's special counsel team, which he has now disbanded as he formally resigns. Yeah, but there are still investigations. I mean, and there's even there's a, a criminal case against Roger Stone. There are the investigations in the Southern District of New York that are ongoing. There's the tax returns for the president. So, I mean, the president's problems are not over because of this. I still think there are uh, enormous questions, though, that still remain. And, and, you know, he is a revered public servant, but I do think there are going to be many people I, uh, that in the Democratic Party and maybe in Congress, too, who aren't going to sit there and let him maybe get away with this. I know I know a lot of people in America revere him and he's been a great public servant. But there are a lot of questions that still need to be answered because not everyone agrees with his legal interpretation. And, and that's an important point. So let's turn to Royal Oaks, our ABC News legal analyst. Uh, Royal, what stood out to you? from what Robert Mueller said in his brief remarks here today. Aaron, I think the issue of the precise meaning of the second part of the Mueller report is what he really focused in on uh, to the interest of most people. When the Mueller report was issued in that controversial second part, it concluded, well, uh, we uh, cannot say the president can be charged with a crime in connection with obstruction of justice. Now, that triggered a debate. What did it mean? Did it mean, well, we weighed and sifted the evidence and it's a head scratcher, it's too close to call? Or did it mean the special counsel thought or may have thought, wow, this president is a walking, talking obstruction of justice, but we can't do anything about it because the Constitution doesn't let us go after a sitting president. So that those were the two choices. And Attorney General Barr weighed in on it. He said, well, I, I talked to uh, Bob, and yeah, he assured me he didn't come to his conclusions about obstruction because of the immunity of a president, president to prosecution. Well, we kind of heard the opposite today from Robert Mueller, and I think this is going to turbocharge the effort to impeach President Trump. I think the Democrats in the House are going to look at this and say, okay, now we have a clear resolution of that very important issue. Essentially, what Robert Mueller said to us today is, here's the ball, guys. You run with it if you think that it's appropriate to impeach, because that's the only constitutional option against President Trump. Let the left-right positioning begin, or continue. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.